When it comes to raising a pleaser, we want to teach a pleaser to learn how to ultimately have the courage and decision-making abilities to please God. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes and Tori Roberts from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm Ruthie J, your host, and this whole week, really focusing on the pleaser child. Yes. Uh, we do have the barbarian. We've got a whole other week that we've done, many weeks on parenting <laughs> plans and techniques on um, helping your barbarian child, and you can search for those online at Parenting on Purpose. But this is the pleaser child, the one that doesn't like conflict, that wants you to be happy, that asks for your opinion a lot, that has a hard time making decisions, right? I think they do initially. I think that, and, and you've heard me say twice already this week, I think pleasers make the very best leaders. Um, a leader is not somebody that gets you someplace. It's a, a leader is somebody um, that people want to follow someplace. I will follow this person. I will go with this person. Um, so that a, a barbarian will push people uh, to get there uh, sometimes, and unless they've had the training to be different. Uh, and everybody needs to be trained to be a leader. No one's a born leader. Um, and leadership training is one of the most missing things in our culture today. I, I think a pleaser uh, can can help people want to get on board and want to go. And, you know, you, you mentioned Moses, the pleaser leader early on. Uh, the leadership of Moses, this reticent pleaser intellectual, these people, it, I'm told it's a two-week journey from the Red Sea to Canaan uh, if they went straight north, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit north. East, but to, to follow the pillar and they're really they're following the pillar but they're following moses and there has to be times when the, and we know there's times they're complaining um oh, but he was yes. a leader with a heart and in fact he wanted to hear all their cases and his father-in-law says you can't hear all their cases you need to have different judges all over here in their cases but i think i should you know it's, it's just it, it was just amazing watching that so I, I think moses became a leader and he became a great leader because he has a heart ultimately he became a great leader because he learned how to follow god yeah. And I want my pleaser leader, I want my barbarian leader to learn how to follow God and trust God. And I, I do think, and this is a, this is total opinion, I'm not sure. I think once your barbarian locks on to God, uh, it becomes amazing. Passionate. Uh, yeah. And once my pleaser, however, locks on to God, it's, it's, there's a lot of relational things happening here that's pretty cool. Uh, and so I, I want my pleaser to learn how to, to live, not just to love God. And there's a big difference between Jesus becoming your Savior versus Jesus becoming your Lord. We've linked the Savior and Lord thing together that are totally different. Jesus becoming my Savior, Jesus did all the work. I just acknowledge it. Jesus becoming my Lord means I wake up every morning saying, I report to you, my Lord, what would you have me do today regardless of the conflict or the difficulty out there how do you want me to handle things and so i, I wanted my pleaser to not conform romans 12 to conform to the pattern of this world uh so I, I i think there's a lot of training that goes in to teach them who god is and why you trust god and how you follow god on into public um i think i was just processing as you were talking and i think that the the driving force behind a pleaser is relationship whereas the driving force behind a barbarian may be a goal or a passion um, or a thing totally or what they're yeah they're different they're different driving forces so the driving force behind a pleaser would be relationship so maybe the focal point we have in trying to bring them to god is focusing on the relationship yeah. um focusing on you know which is you know like again it goes back to our parenting uh, we're bringing the unconditional love side to our child and we're, we're we're showing that and i think in how that's how we bring them and make their Thirst for God is our, our example in relationship. And all at all the same time is teaching them about God. Yes. And and having family devotions where we teach them about God. Now, I, before we talk for a minute about that, I do want to say, again, there's the parent listening of the 12-year-old that hasn't done any of this yet. It's never too late. 
It's never, ever too late. It, it, the longer the concrete has been sitting there, the harder it is uh, to etch your initials in the concrete. But it's never, ever, ever too late. And the kids that come here to Sheridan House, I mean, they don't have a Bible. They, and we have family devotions every morning in each each of the children's homes. And watching them, I mean, there's a man in this building named Jimmy Purchase mm-hmm. who was a Sheridan House boy and never too late. And, and uh and great parents, by the way, great parents Jimmy had, and and was never too late. He's a pastor today uh, here in town. He's executive pastor of Crossway Church. I mean, it's awesome. So I, it's never too late. I I was never even in the door of a church till I was twenty. I never even walked in. So it's never. I, I just want to say it's never hopeless if you're driving. I've waited too long, but it's to teach them by our example, and it's to teach them by our teaching, um, and that means bringing Jesus home. We have to bring Jesus home, and we have to bring Jesus home expecting no applause for bringing Jesus home and reading the Bible in, in the mornings at the breakfast table. And uh, Tori was always hyper, and Roby was always sound asleep through everything and reading it and watching them have no response. And uh, Rosemary trying to have a response, but she's not a morning person. And I'm a morning person. I mean, I'm animated reading the, reading the Gospel of John. You're, yeah, Tori's shaking Tori's her shaking head now. Yeah, I trust him. And I would finish reading five or six or seven verses, and I would say, does anybody have any thoughts or comments? And in 20 years, there was never one thought or one comment from anybody. Did you say it officially like that, kind of like... Is anybody, there anybody? Hey, I got any thoughts on what we just read? It's yes. kind of what I said, yeah. right? Every, every and, morning. And actually, but he'd been up since four and had about a, a pot and a half, of co- a pot and a half fact, of coffee. Fact. So the rest of us are just waking up and just kind of like. Well, you were the only one that ever had any comments. Actually, <laughs> Tori would have actually, you know, after a while, Tori would have comments. Tori would weigh in. Tori would help. Roby, a little yeah. interesting, Dad. Yeah, Roby, who today is a pastor, not one. Never a comment. Um, but I got to know that I'm planting the seeds and he grows the seeds. I want to teach them to please God. And I and I want to cheer. I want to cheer. You know, the, the night that Tori cleaned out a party and brought three or four kids over to our house from a party. And I didn't want her to clean out the party and come over because I'd already shipped Roby out to yeah. Dan's house so I could have the fireplace alone with my wife. And all of a sudden, Tori comes in with some kids uh, because she said to the kids, we don't need to be at this party anymore. And my barbarian could clean out a party. I mean, I mean, righteous Ron. Man, she was awesome, <laughs> and, she, and it was amazing. This hundred-pound leader uh, and this beautiful little leader bringing in, and this one football player that's twice her size, and they're coming in, and and I. That's when I had to go. This is awesome the next morning tour. I can't believe you did that. That was amazing. Part of me on the inside is crying. That was not my expectation. For that <laughs> night. Yeah, but on the outside, realizing, wow. A leader and 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 teaching my pleaser child clean out a party and remember what your big sister did. Don't come alone. But how would you get a pleaser to even get to that point? I mean, to cheering, to, cheering them on, but like to get to a point where say, you know, you need to stick up for this, or you need to almost initiate helpful conflict. You know, I think. Well, that's a good part of this. I I, I think one of them is I need to make the determination. Um, that as as I need to make the determination as we're doing this, my pleaser is not going to make a public statement like my barbarian. This party is wrong. We're leaving. Uh, my pleaser may just walk out on his own. And when my pleaser walks out on his own, got it. My pleaser just walks out on his own. I need to say, you got it. This is it. And so Roby calling and saying, can you come get me? Um, and going to Swenson's or whatever it was called back then and getting some ice cream. This was amazing that you did this. Uh, who else is at that party? Well, Ryan's there, and and Dan Morris is there, and and, and kind of say so. Next time, bring them. Call their parents. Bring them. Uh, saying we're, we're at Swenson's, having ice, going to Swenson's. Is that okay? Get permission and bring them. And cheering, cheering, absolutely applauding. Uh, you're, I think my barbarian got, got her own applause in her own head. Look what I did. 
wow, I brought it. Right. I think my pleaser doesn't. But then connect the dots. Connecting the dots. Look what you did. Andrew brought his brother to Jesus. Uh, you brought your friends out of that party mm -hmm. and telling them a story. My senior in high school, uh, football season's done. Uh, a lot of the guys on the football team got scholarships to Division One schools. Uh, I didn't get a scholarship to anywhere because I was horrible, but uh, that's a fact. But one to Penn State, all these places. And we were at a party that got raided, and several of those guys lost their full ride to Division One schools because of what was going on at that party. Uh, to tell that story to my kids saying, look, Look what you did, but you didn't even do it for that. You did it for Jesus. There's another area of, of pleasing God that's also very, very difficult uh, to teach my pleaser, and that's to willingly get involved in conflict, to willingly take things on, to not run from conflict, to willingly go in and do confrontation. Uh, and no one likes doing confrontation. In Mayberry, you had to do confrontation because these were the same people that you hang out with all your life. We live in a part of the world where you just write them off the list rather than go, what Unfriend. Are you? Uh -huh. Yeah, yes. Yeah, we, un we unfriend them. That was perfect. Uh, you're dead to me, whatever it is. Rather than, I don't see Jesus doing that. Um, I, I, I see Jesus saying, no, go to them. The, the verse says, blessed are the peacemakers. It doesn't say blessed are the peacekeepers. James Montgomery Boyce retranslates that. Blessed are those who are willing to wage peace. Mm. Wow. To go into it. So helping my pleaser, dad, something's going wrong here. So-and-so is doing something or so-and-so is dating somebody that's that. And so what are you going to do? What are you going to say? I'm not going to say. What are you going to say? Really? You need to say something. You need to go to that person and say, are you really doing the right thing? Well, I'm, they may not like. Uh -huh. Not your job. <laughs> I need helping my pleaser feel the confrontation, but again, helping them do the confrontation for Christ. I'm not, this Oswald Chambers was a life changer for me. I'm not responsible for the outcome of my efforts, only my efforts. Okay. God's responsible for the outcome. You know, I had somebody call me the other day and say, uh, so-and-so has uh, got this problem. A lot of us know about it. Um, I, I, would you go talk to him? And I said, really? You're serious, right? Well, what am I, the Broward County confronter? I don't like doing that any more than anybody likes doing that. It's on your heart. God's put it on your heart. You go. If it doesn't go well, take a second person. Uh, and if it doesn't go well and you need to take a third person, I'll go with you. Uh, but really? And you could tell on the phone, they're so sorry they called me. Because they're such a pleaser, uh, accountant, that he doesn't want to go do this. Really? Go do it. It's not a matter of want to. But when a pleaser goes and confronts, there's probably less of a possibility of hostile things happening. Right. Uh, when a barbarian goes, uh, Peter lopped off the ear of the, right. of the servant <laughs> of the priest. Oh, yeah, bring right. your weapons. <laughs> I, 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 want to, I want to help my pleaser do the right things, even knowing they're going to go home devastated. How do you even help your pleaser also... You know, you were teaching about leadership, but like put boundaries in their own life and and start to um, make decisions for their own selves to kind of help themselves because that's necessary for leadership as well. Yeah. How do you help them put those boundaries? Right. In? Or 
say, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. And, and learning the word no to right, other learning people. Learning the word no. Yeah, to learning others. the word no and then applying the word no. I mean, the whole reason we talk to them about the word no is they know that's a no and there's a consequence. And we want I want you to take that with you. But this is what Tori talked about, I think, in another one another time this week. Having the relationship where we can talk. Okay. Those are the things. When when Tori and I go out to breakfast on Wednesday mornings, and Rosemary would give me this. We had a signal that we've never shared with anybody else, and the signal was, okay, two barbarians are going out to breakfast that has the potential to be nasty. And she, and, and her signal meant no lectures, no lectures, no lectures. Just listen, Bob. And those were the times when she was little that it was sort of a waste of time. Uh, but we're building a relationship. And then when she was in middle school, those were the times that she would put drama on the table that wasn't really drama. But then when she was in high school, it's when she started becoming one of my friends. And then when she was in college, a, a greater friend. And then when she came home from college, a, an advisor. I, I don't. I think you should. I don't think a great advisor because we knew each other's DNA until today. As far as parenting information, she's my number one go-to. And so I, I, I think you're building and building and building. Your pleaser is the same way, but your pleaser doesn't have an opinion. What do you think? What do you think? And one of the most important things is to keep my mouth shut. Your barbarian has opinions. Right. <laughs> your pleaser doesn't have an opinion. Hmm. And so I, I need to. They do have an opinion. They're afraid to voice it. Yes, that's even right. better. I don't know how to put it together. I don't want to put it out there. And I'm and, afraid you won't like my opinion. Yeah. I, I remember during one of the presidential elections when both my kids were home. She was uh, in high school and he was maybe in high school. I don't know. And Tori liked to put things on the table then. And, and because she just likes the discussion part of it that were not my opinion politically and uh and and roby would be watching a little bit of turmoil you know almost can't everybody just get along and he didn't understand this is the way we dance right but here's the deal i, I wasn't ever sure whether it was her opinion or let's just let's just put dad in a bad mood um but the, but the fun part is i need to permit her to have an opinion and put it on the table and i needed to well roby what do you think and and he was initially reticent to weigh in he's very intellectual so he would eventually weigh in and his sister was his was his hero and you hear her heady ways of, of weighing in. And it became amazing watching it happen. But the ultimate is, what would Jesus think here? How would Jesus vote here? It's not a party issue. It's an issue of Jesus. And helping my children know there are sometimes Jesus wants you to weigh in and do confrontations. There's sometimes Jesus wants you to weigh in and walk away. It's very, very pivotal that you don't avoid conflict, but you deal with it in the right way. Blessed are those who are willing to wage peace. Um, barbarians tend to wage war. Pleasers tend to avoid war or conflict. We need to be willing to wage peace. We need to teach this to our pleasers. You've been listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes and Tori Roberts from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. We are just wrapping up this topic of helping your pleaser become a leader. And if you missed any of this week's programs, you can listen to them online at parentingonpurpose.org. You can search for other topics on parenting. There's tons of them there. And sign up to get this program automatically via podcast or email. Uh, just a lot of options there. And if you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries, these children's homes, and even more resources, Sources for your parenting or marriage journey. That's all on the website shfm.org. We hope you join us next week. We'll be covering another topic here on Parenting on Purpose.